1: A place where we chat about life over a cold one or two.
0: It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike frataloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Why not? Let's have a weekly scramble, shall we? My name is Chris Reavers by my side. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. Hey, Reavers, I don't know if there's been another
1: day when we started the scramble that feels like you need to scramble more today. <laughs> I walked in, yeah. and I said to him, hey, Rivers, how you doing? He's like, man, Afghanistan, you can't believe what's <laughs> going on, and, and everybody's going to be coming here, and our borders open, and, and he just went full on I did. news of the day. And Panic I said, room. I said, dude, you need to scramble. I this do. is what it's about. And then you said something that was really, really sweet about your wife. You said she's in like a different mental state where she just doesn't pay attention to this stuff all I'm, day long.
0: I'm so jealous of her. Um, and it's not for a lack of curiosity. Sure. Uh, she's she an
1: engaged human. She, she just, just doesn't want to think about it all She day.
0: just does it because she doesn't want that constant flow of negativity to impact her day. No. she, she no, She's basically not. on a need-to-know basis. Like, are we in trouble? Let me know. Yeah, yes. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so I'm, it's,
1: I'm ready to do something, yep. but I'm not going to know that we're in trouble until someone says to me, Hey, by the way,
0: and she we're has in unlike me, she does have a, a stressful job, so sure. she just doesn't need that added weight of negativity surrounding her. I'm gonna say that your her job day.
1: is very stressful too. The stress that I felt when I came in today, <laughs> you seemed stressed, but now, I mean, the scramble is the anti-stress. That's right. Right? You get home, you have a couple beers, you mow your yard, maybe, you you talk to the family, you go up to the kid and you give him knuckles and say, "How was school?" And he doesn't reply to you. You don't even care. You're like, "Good." I imagine school is boring. Right. Whatever. You give them the knuckles and you walk away.
0: We're kind of the two-beer buzz of podcasts, aren't <laughs> yes. we? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. You're not annihilated. We're not annihilated. No, no,
0: no. We can still get stuff done. We're in that pretty zone is yeah. what we are. Yes. <laughs> so, we're in that, yeah. Everyone's pretty zone. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, I saw this news release um, from our buddies over at Bent Brew This I just got this yesterday. And I thought this was pretty cool because you and I have been involved with charitable events, mm-hmm. you you much more heavily than I have. Uh, but I thought this was pretty cool. So our buddy Bartley, Bartley Bloom from Bent Bruce Dillery, um, they are going to have a pretty cool celebration. Celebrating, really? and I can't believe this. They're going to be celebrating their seventh anniversary of their tap room by giving away free beer for a year. Really? How about this? What do you have to do? So uh, they are quickly approaching their one millionth beer poured, and they're predicting this to happen during their anniversary celebration on <laughs> August 21st. What are the 21st? chances of that? <laughs> Who would have guessed? The lucky recipient of the millionth beer poured is going to win free beer for a year. Here's the fine print. Mm-hmm. One free draft beer, $5 in value per day, valid during all open taproom hours. That's pretty nice. That's a cool promo. Yep, that is really a lot of fun. He's going to get some pub. I mean, he's going to be mentioned on this world-famous show. Yeah. But that's a genius idea.
1: It is a very good idea. Bartley is the king of genius ideas. In fact, uh, my company has an event September 11th with him that's called Grill Your Ace Off. Yes. See what we did there? Ace Off, Mm because we're Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. And we're giving away a couple grills, and then he has this huge grilling competition Where like the winner gets like ten thousand bucks. Yeah. I mean you were a judge last year. I was a judge last year and and I'm gonna be uh, one
0: again this year. Yeah,
1: and I guess maybe not the winner gets ten thousand, but the the there's ten thousand dollars worth of prize money out of Mm -hmm. you know, because they do a beer can chicken and they do a rack of ribs, and then Weber's gonna be out there uh, doing and people are i think doing chicken on some weber grills it's going to be a, a lot of fun and if you're around we'll we'll put up details someplace on that september 11th it's going
0: to be fun and it is open to the public right this isn't a ticketed event or anything like yeah you like go, that, go there and you buy little
1: tickets and then you get like a you pay a ticket and you get a rib sample from all gotcha. these different places i think that's how
0: it worked last but, year but what's worth going to this event alone is just the smell oh yeah the the, the these are some of the greatest barbecue pitmasters you'll mm-hmm. find and they're just there making their, there were guys making, remember the guy that was making brisket on the side last yeah, year? Yeah, And it wasn't even part of the contest. No, it was He just, just wanted to do it. And,
1: you know, these guys like have the, the grills that they tow along behind their car. Mm-hmm. They're professional grilling teams. They're all wearing the same shirt. And, you know, if I'm, I'm not going to state this, don't don't hold me to this, but it's not five teams. This is like. 35 teams. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like some amazing amount of teams well, doing Well, here, this. I have the details right okay.
0: here. Um, ben Bristillery Contest is coming up on 9-11. Wanted to thank you for volunteering. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, currently, they have 20 teams committed to cooking at the event, meaning that there will be four tables of judges. Uh, but it was more than 20 last year, so they might end up adding, adding yeah, a few more th- based yeah, upon everything that happens. I think it happens. was
1: a lot. Maybe maybe it just looks like a lot. 20 is a lot of cars pulling um, you know, big, huge grills behind them. That's just yeah. a lot of space. I mean, maybe I just miscalculated. But it's cool. It is very, very cool. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun, and you're just walking around, and you can try some ribs, and you can have some Bartley's beer. Bartley doesn't need any more of our uh, push for his company. He's doing great. Yeah. Right. They're they're killing it over there in Roseville. But he's such a cool guy that it's just go meet Bartley. And you know what's cool about Bartley is I think if anybody who listened to the show walked over and said, hey, I heard about you on the beer show or the scramble. I just want to introduce myself. You're going to talk to Bartley for like two hours. Yeah, you're and he's not gonna going buy anywhere. You a beer
0: You're not going anywhere.
1: And then you'll all of a sudden, oh, my, okay, I guess I have a cell phone number. And, um, you know, if you happen to work at Medtronic, he's, you know, maybe we can trade a artificial heart for, you know, I mean, it's, he's he's engaging to people. Yes, is what he I'm is. Yeah, is. Yeah. And a very smart guy.
0: Yes, he is. Fun. I just, I still love his story about how he, he was paid by NASA to blow stuff up yeah. and then said, you know, I think I'm just going to go into beer now.
1: When we were live on the radio very few people accidentally swore in the 7 plus years we were doing radio live and it's a big deal right it's yeah. a it's a very you know, it's problematic you can't have it happen you hit a button you like dive towards this button that gives like it takes the last 6 seconds away and then slowly builds that 6 seconds back by playing us back at a different speed something like that mm-hmm. and only twice in our history did someone swear and one of those was bartley bloom but he did it in such a way that you didn't almost even notice, you did because you're a radio professional, <laughs> but you almost didn't notice he even said the major word. Yep. And I was like, oh. Wow, he did that so smoothly, I would have never caught that because I would have just assumed that it was in the normal course of conversation. No one would ever notice. But now that we're a podcast reverse, yes. we could probably just throw out the Effenheimer every time we wanted to. Well, we
0: could, okay. but I don't think
1: we're going to. No, I don't think we're going to either. So we'll still have to have a dumb button. If, yes.
0: okay, good. If we ever have the chance to have Bartley back on the Perfect. show. Yes, for sure. So um, <clears throat> I want to get into a subject and I don't think we touched on it last week. Afghanistan. No, we're not. definitely not going to talk <laughs> okay. about that. All right. But I do want to bring this up because it's a very polarizing topic. All right? So this past weekend, and this was basically sprung on me last minute. I had known about it ahead of time but didn't realize that I was doing this until about the day before. Oh,
1: okay. I'm curious.
0: We do this once a year in my family. I'm very anti against it. I hate it. I can't stand it, but I do it because my family loves it, including my two boys. Valley Fair. We went camping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something. So it's you know, it's my parents, my oh, siblings, everybody. their significant others, okay. their kids. That's fun. It Yeah, and Hypoth- my mom, hypothetically. My mom does do a really really good job of trying to find somewhere where they can all bring their campers. Mm-hmm. There's a building that Jess and I and the boys can stay in. Sure. You know, she does a really good job of, of of planning all of that out. But I gotta tell you, I did it all the time as a kid growing up because it was just what we did in the summertime. Okay. You know, we played baseball and we went camping sure. to wherever. But as I've gotten older, I've really grown fond of um, showering mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm big. I'm a big fan of that. Yep, yep. Uh, sometimes twice a day. Sure. for the most part. And yeah. A lot of lot of days twice a day. And I just there's something again and there's many aspects of the camping itself I do enjoy. I love sitting outside you and like drinking the outdoors, beer. Right? Um, you love your family ha- pl- having the Twins game on the radio in the yeah. background while you're sitting by a campfire. That's fire. Americana. It's Americana. Mm. It 100% is Americana. Mm. But when you wake up in the morning and you you smell like um campfire smoke mm. mixed with cutter uh, yeah, spray. Yeah. And then you've got mosquito bites, and it, that's just mm-hmm. not enjoyable for me. No, no. I've never really. I've as I've, like I said, as I've gotten older, that that fascination has gone away. The other aspect of it, I, I don't really appreciate is, <clears throat> yes, you have your camping spot, your mm-hmm. your stall, your whatever sure. you call it, but there's 700 million people, yeah. right on top of you it's a little tight. It's it it is a little tight. So let
1: me yeah. ask this you had made a comment that your mom has this building where you Jess, and the kids. I mean that if you're in a building I might be out on a limb here but I wouldn't consider that camping.
0: No, it's it's glamping. Oh, it's glamping. It's definitely okay. glamping. Okay, cuz
1: that sounds more like going to a cabin or That's, a resort. That's it
0: cuz it was a, it was a chalet as I kept calling it, a chalet. <laughs> a chalet. You know, yeah. um but but yeah, so it was a little bit so differently. You were, did than,
1: you have air conditioning for example? We did. Okay, that that doesn't count. No, it doesn't. It does not. So you couldn't even handle the sitting out by the bonfire and then going
0: into your air-conditioned room with Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm, bed, per mm -hmm. se, maybe? Well, uh, my wife and and, and boys, they got the bed. Okay. Uh, I ended up having the um, hardwood futon uh, to sleep on. Oh,
1: see. That's where you lost
0: it. That at. I forget forgot to unfold. Okay. So I slept on it like it was a park bench. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. F- so yeah. you're two bills or whatever, around 200 pounds, right? Sure. You're like six foot four. Yeah. Um. You Do you tell the kids, hey, kids, you sleep on this futon? Oh, I tried. Because they're about three foot eight, 40 yeah. pounds. Yeah. And you can't do that. That's that's how men yeah. like you get broken, yeah. like literally broken. And your wife just scoot over in the bed, honey. There's yeah. plenty of room. I know she normally doesn't let you sleep in the same bed, yeah. probably. But no, there she was there was no negotiating.
0: There was no negotiating. Due to okay. the fact that, um, well, A, I, I went to bed later than everybody like, else did. Yeah, three hours later. Yeah, um, bro, okay. and then B, it's just I'm the dad, so I it's you, this is where you're going to sure, sleep. Sure, you took one for anyway. the team. But uh, I will say this: mm-hmm. the one really cool part, and I don't know if you've ever been there with your kids, mm-hmm. Whitewater State Park. Okay. Which is so. This is down by. You're about 20 minutes from Winona. Okay. I'm roughly guessing, but you're in that area where the cool bluffs and Mm -hmm. beautiful part of the state. Beautiful. That was awesome. That would be awesome. We did. We did that hiking on Saturday morning, um, and it wasn't really hot. It was. It was really cool. Sure.
1: Now, now you've known me for 10 years. Hmm. How many times do you think I've gone camping in my life, (laughs) in the or in the last 10
0: years? Just knowing me. Well. I'm gonna guess zero, but I thought maybe, you know, when your kids were growing up mm-hmm. and maybe you would want to take them on a little cool excursion, but I'm gonna guess that's not. the
1: there. The answer is zero. I've never camped. I've never been outside. I've never slept outside in my entire life. All right, never just never. I've been outside all night long. Like I, as a kid, I'd be outside all night long, but I've never willingly laid down onto the ground and slept. <laughs> Yet I think I'd enjoy it. I, I just, In fact, just the other night, it was so beautiful in St. Paul, I said to my girls, I'm like, let's pull out some, because we have some gymnastics mats, I'm like, let's pull them out on the deck and see if we can sleep outside. <laughs> then around 9 o'clock came along, and I was like, ah, that's, we're too late for that for today. Let's try it another day.
0: Well, my brother and his wife, and they have two little, little ones, okay. four and two or five and three, I can't remember, but they're, they're very little. Mm-hmm. And they did the tent. All ooh, weekend. We ooh. just did one night. Wow. Okay. But they did the tent the whole weekend. Not
1: a pop-up trailer or anything. They no, did the tent. No, no, no. Okay. The
0: tent, you know, right right there. That that that's a little that's a little brave.
1: You know, I for the very first time um ever, my my stepdaughter, she went um, camping with her grandmother two weekends ago. All right. At the KOA in Maple Grove. Oh boy. Right. So yeah. I pull up to the K I, I didn't know what a KO. I knew what a KOA was, but I had never really been to one. It had a pool, it had mini golf, sure. they had movies at night. I was like, what? This? I mean, it was really a lot of fun for her. She did have bug bites. I mean, not just part of her body, all over. All just, over. She looked like she was attacked. I felt so badly mm-hmm. for her. And she said, how was time with your grandma? And she's like, it was super fun. Like, oh my god, get me out of here. But, you know, she had the movies and it, it looked oh, like yeah. a lot. And like you said, there was like people right next to them and yep. right next to them, but they got to know some people and it was a lot of fun. And they ran around and played mini golf and did all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: because the thing is, you know, usually quiet times around 10, ten, ten thirty, somewhere in there. But if people are deciding to stay up, yeah, it's you're up time. too.
1: It's, you're up too. You yeah. know,
0: I, I, I'm just anyway. Someday
1: but. I'm going to camp. I, I really would love it. I think.
0: But I don't know if you caught any of this. So I was listening to the to the twins in the radio, and I don't know how you know because you're a, a few years older than me. But mm-hmm. they had the big ninety one. Uh, reunion sure on yep, Saturday yep, yep. so it was kind of cool it was important to me yep. because uh they had a lot of the o- old players that were there you know have them have a couple of beers get them, into the get them to the broadcast booth and telling yeah. stories and it yeah. was fantastic oh that's fun isn't it, it was it was so much fun to listen to because then that's when you get the real stories about what happened 30 years ago sure. who cares now at this point right yeah, no, no one's no
1: one's holding anything back the statute of limitations is over on all that stuff
0: so speaking of that um do you fo- you're not a big Twitter guy, I know, but are you aware of who batting stance guy is on Twitter? No. So this is a guy who perfects people's batting stance. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's a guy that's playing right now or a guy that played 40 years sure, ago. He he just critiques them. So he went to Target Field Saturday. Okay. And this is a guy that's known around the country. Okay, got it. And he showed up at Target Field on Saturday and did the entire starting lineup from the ninety one team. Oh, with fun. with like the little caption underneath. It was awesome. So when you say he did, what's he saying? Is he saying, uh Well he'll walk up and he'll say, uh like Dan Gladden was the lead, I feel okay. so it'll say Dan Gladden. He'll he'll mimic Gladden's. Oh, okay. He, uh, he does he
1: does the bad yes. Okay. I thought you were saying he critiques them. So he he mimics them. He, yeah. Okay.
0: Oh that's funny. It's really cool. And then I'll, of course people are. Would comment and baseball nerds like me would you know are commenting going oh I don't know your hands are a little bit too low for oh, that but it's it. awesome because okay. it's such a great bit um, but the fact that he showed up at Target Field was pretty cool that commitment
1: to a very finite group of people that would care or notice I mean do you remember Kirby Puckett's batting stance
0: one hundred percent
1: really yeah I mean I know Kirby Kirby's past I know yeah. that yeah. but if he was in here with ten other dudes. I couldn't even tell you which one he was.
0: No. Yes, I mean, you could.
1: No. No. Wow. I, I, I mean, I really liked baseball in 91 and 87. I really did. And then I just stopped carrying. So
0: Roycey was on another radio station on yeah. Sunday um, talking about that team giving some perspective before mm-hmm. their Sunday game uh, on the radio and uh, basically saying how People don't understand how popular Kirby Puckett was in like let's say the late '80s and the early '90s, -hmm. which he's dead on. I mean, I was eight years old in '85 when, which was his first full season. Every kid my age and up to probably your age wanted to be Kirby Puckett. Yeah, and and I know what he would look like. And I've heard every Royce story a hundred times, and they get better every time I hear them. But I heard one on Sunday that I had never heard before. Give it to me. So one of his favorite players from that team was Randy Bush, mm-hmm. um, probably. And knowing Roycey, he loved Randy Bush probably because Randy always gave him a good quote for his sure <laughs> for his paper duties. But he told
1: no. no it was Royce drinking back in ninety one. I mean,
0: I think eighty eight was his last year that he consumed alcohol. Okay,
1: so he did get one world championship in. Yes, he did. while he was
0: consuming alcohol. But by ninety one, he was sober. So right. it
1: wasn't him and Randy were drinking buddies.
0: No, okay. I, I don't think so. I got it. But Randy uh, was t- telling him about how he uh, his son or how he and his wife were able to potty train their son. Mm-hmm. And it was telling him, "Hey, you know, buddy, this is how Dad does it. You know, you gotta, you, know, you gotta sit down and do it." And for weeks, it just nothing was happening. We can, couldn't convince him until finally, his wife—I think he said his wife, Randy Bush's wife—got the great idea of. Well, let's tell him this is how Kirby Puckett does it. Oh, you're kidding. That day, <laughs> his kid was potty trained because that's how much his son loved Kirby Puckett. Oh, you're kidding. No, was, I was howling. It was such a great story. Kirby, and you
1: know, Kirby was such a star. Maybe that's not even how he did it. So Probably not. Yeah, right, yeah, he might have right. just done it standing up because he was that cool.
0: But it is. That's that's just a true story. about every kid our age growing up here, That's he was our guy. You know,
1: that so have you met Kirby? Had I have. Kirby? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when they say you don't want to meet your heroes, do oh, you no. have any story? I mean, no. I've met Kirby a couple of times. Always a gentleman. Couldn't, right? have, been,
0: couldn't have been nicer. He signing came in, balls for people, I was a working, nice guy. Yeah, I was working for a different uh, media conglomerate mm-hmm. at the time, and it was the summer that he was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, because at the time, what role was he with the Twins? President of something or other, sure. But he because, you know, he had... Lost his vision and couldn't play anymore. So the Twins gave him a role within the organization, and he was kind of almost an ambassador because he was so popular. You keep in mind this is the you know those are some lean years of Twins baseball from about '96 to 2001. They were some bad teams. Yeah, you
1: bring him to a corporate outing, they're going to get they're going to pay attention because he's going to come.
0: He was in studio for I was doing a morning show at the time, and he was in studio for about an hour, and he could not have possibly been nicer. Okay, in fact, he was with Harmon Killebrew. They did like a tour of, sure. you know, get on out to the Dome, come yep. see the— because the, they had that nice season that year, but no one was going to the games Is because they were, so they were so rotten. Is that when they were out
1: on the road for the new stadium when, they, when Harmon was handing out? Because I, I went to a thing where Harmon was handing out— Little stadiums of what they wanted to build. Oh, and could have been. Sign
0: those. Could have been,
1: and it made people say, "That's what baseball could look like." In fact, I have one of them with his signature, and it's like our stadium could look like that. Was,
0: it must have been because that was the that was the summer where they were thinking about building that riverfront sure. ballpark with the yep. retractable roof. Okay, I think it might have been that same. I'll take tour. A picture of it
1: and send it to you because that was really cool. So, okay, so you've had that met my hero as a positive. Mm-hmm. Have you had some met my? Come on, give me one of them.
0: Um, There's
1: got. I mean, you're not in sports. Radio anymore? I got one. Okay, good.
0: All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Given what I have been doing for a living, uh, you know, for for a while here, you do get the chance to meet celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um. I honestly, I've never thought it was that big of a deal because sure. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah, yeah I met nice. this guy. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't, but I don't. I don't care. I just talk to people like they're the same dude. Sure, it doesn't matter to me. But I was doing an event. Um, I was working for our sister station at the time, My mm-hmm. Talk 107.1. Mm-hmm. And I was working with a woman, uh, Colleen, who I love dearly, who was a stand-up comedian. Okay. And so she was still, outside of doing this radio show with me, she would do stand-up sure. mostly in this market. But sometimes in the weekend, they'd fly her to Milwaukee okay. or, fly, or whatever. And so I remember um, in town, there was a huge show starring uh, Nick Swartzen. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was at the... Um, the Orpheum, oh, the Orpheum, the Orpheum. Okay, a oh, big, big show. Okay, and so it was him and I forget the cause, but there was a specific cause behind it. But there were some big names sure. that were a part of this tour. A lot of them literally just flew in, did their act, and then left. Got but it. there was a, a social gathering that some people were paying big money to, okay, um, to be a part of after the after the fact. And so they hired us to kind of help emcee mm-hmm. that post performance. Okay. Uh, deal at uh, and, yeah. what's the place with the fireplace uh, that has the rooftop that's by uh, Crave? Seven? No, it's um, I'll think of it in a second. But it was at a very nice upscale okay. uh, 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 outdoor dining facility. Sure. Okay, and I was kind of excited to meet one of the stars, who was Vince Vaughn. Oh, okay, and I will say this. Oh no! I wish I hadn't met him. Oh no! Really? Yeah. He um, he was he he. He just probably shouldn't have come, sure.
1: Because he was gonna... annoyed the
0: whole time. Oh. He didn't really want to talk to anybody. Include, I mean, it's not like I was some rube paying sure. money to be there. Yeah. I was part of the event, and I mean, I, all I said was, "Hey, nice to meet you." He's like, "Yeah, yep." Oh yeah. No. And he 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 couldn't have been more full of himself. That's sad to hear. Yeah. You know, why would they go? Why would that, they well, show up? It and that's Vince why Vaughn
1: doesn't need the. Two thousand bucks he's giving no. for his charity or whatever uh, it is.
0: On the on the opposite end, Nick Swartzen could not possibly have been cooler. Really. Could not okay. have been cooler. Huh. No, just what was why. awesome. You
1: just never know though, if you catch that guy, he might have just gotten a text message from his wife saying, Yep, hey, it don't come back tonight.
0: You know, ne- you never know what that was. You never know if he's just having a bad day. You that never person know if he's having just having a, having a bad day. day. But I'm gonna go on a sturdy limb and say, I don't think that was the case. Yeah,
1: I've played some golf with some uh really popular guys that you think, uh Oh, wow, that is a personality not everyone can take. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can take.
0: And then I met Joe. And then you met Joe. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally joke. Totally joking. Uh, so I did want to bring up uh, something else because I've I've stumbled upon this new website which I just discovered this week because I was trying to get some stuff and stories for
1: Does it have the word hub? <laughs> no, it okay. doesn't. Okay. Not. okay, good. I was like no, that's been around it does a long not. time. Okay.
0: But it's called just a guy thing. Really, just a guy thing okay. is the name of the website, and it's fascinating. Really, I was reading all sorts of different things. It, it's basically what this sh- you and I want this show to the be. scramble, okay? Just a collection. It's kind of
1: just a guy thing.
0: Collection of you know categories that guys might find interesting. All right. And then so I, it's like oh fashion, which I you know I, I buy my clothes at Goodwill. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> um, but entertainment, all sorts of stuff, and of course beer and everything mm-hmm. else. But I I f- stumbled upon this story. And I'm just going to read you the headline. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bore you with the rest of it. But this has become a widely popular thing since we have now gone to a lot of virtual uh, settings in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you and you and I both included. Yep. It's, yep. We all are. All of our lives changed back in March of 2020. I'm zooming all over the place. The male escort industry, male escort, okay, has now gone to a 50 50 situation with Zoom dates. Really. I find that fascinating on so many levels, and I'll tell you why. Because obviously part of that, there's this industry, no, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, of course. I'm sure even if it's legal or not, yeah, it's, it's taking place. Out there, yeah. Yep. But the whole idea of it is what? Human interaction. Sure. Touch. But now it's just we've gotten so bleep and lazy it's oh. well i just want to talk to somebody over a zoom call or maybe i'm completely misreading it or, or maybe it. that
1: person just as lonely and they're hiring an escort to just chat with them right yeah right and that that's kind of sad i i just i who are these women right can you can you picture what woman what woman's hiring an escort cuz guys are Begging for it <laughs> every day. I mean, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting 10 guys that would say, let's go. Well, I mean, unless the escort service is a male, male-oriented male right. thing, which is I will popular. say this.
0: Um, I've met people from all walks of life. Okay. Okay. As I just mentioned, I, I, worry, I, you know, I spent a, a long time in the service industry. I mean, mm-hmm. I've met people that have from all aspects of sure. life, right? And that's what I... I I'm grateful for that. I'm very grateful for that. But I did know someone who was the sister of a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Very, very successful woman. Doesn't want to get married. Sure. Doesn't want kids. She is focused on my career. Got and it. that's that's a big part of their clientele, I would assume. Um, yeah, but can't because she just it, it, here's why.
1: any bar? True. Anywhere? But In you're... any city at any time of day or night. God, I
0: really hope she doesn't hear this podcast because yeah. she will kill me. Is she a looker? She's she's a very attractive person. What? But here's uh, the thing. Yeah. You, you know what they're paying for? I know what the old anonymity. Yeah. And they're saying I don't want to waste time dating. You know, I think
1: that's, it, I, think it, that's I think that's I think the... Hugh Grant. So I remember uh, Desiree what? Brown? How the hell did we? Well, get remember got... Hugh Grant? <laughs> sure. He yeah, got, yeah. He got caught picking up a very nice woman, Desiree Brown. I don't know why I remember her I name. I don't remember the name, but, but I know the, the story. She's the prostitute that he picked up, and his famous quote. I think I think it was him, <laughs> and he said, "I'm not paying her for the sex. I'm paying for her to leave," and that was his rationale for why he picked up Desiree Brown. Huh? Still horrible because Elizabeth Hurley is like top five of all times. That woman is. On, maybe not so much anymore, but in her prime, as hot as can be. You don't think so? Well, no, just the way you phrased it. I mean, she's she's tops. I mean, I think she's beautiful. So, and you know, they were married or engaged at the time. I think they're he, engaged, yeah, yeah. Engaged, and he picked up this this random gal, Desiree Brown, and he he's paying for her to leave. And maybe that's what these gals are doing: is they're paying for these guys to like. But Once the, we're done, we're done. The I reason that I this.
0: think, though, that that particular story was as big as it was, because that was in the, what, late 90s, mid 90s, yeah, somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, yep. And Hugh Grant was a big Huge. deal back then. Every rom-com, every, yeah. And I basically derailed his career.
1: Yeah. It made him like, oh, you were you were supposed to be in Notting Hill and you were sweet and you loved Julia Roberts. I don't even know if he was in that movie. And then now <laughs> you're the guy just picking up. Because he was like, that was on like Wilshire, Wilshire or like Beverly Hills Boulevard or some, you know, some random road that he's driving up saying, I hope she doesn't know who I am, Desiree Brown. So here's my question. Here's name. the mil- I don't know why you remember that I don't know of all either. the things. Couldn't tell you five guys who played on the 91 World Series,
0: but I know who Desiree Brown <laughs> you is. You couldn't pick out Kirby Puckett <laughs> yes. if you walked in your God rest but his soul. But I'd be like, hey, Desiree. <laughs> but the, here's the question I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So let's just say you are a gentleman that happens to be in this business. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But if you're a gentleman that's in this business that's only doing it virtually, yeah, are you cheating, or are you are you oh. are you breaking any? Not that I'm going to set up an account on an OnlyFans so, yeah, site I or whatever. Yeah, I was like, you're, you're the
1: Chris Rivers fans only but, site. But I'm just curious, that it, you know?
0: Huh. Well, anyway, that, that's well, my yeah, question. I think
1: you would probably. I don't think your wife would let
0: you get away with no, that. and I definitely wouldn't do that. And you know, but you'd be popular. <laughs> Good sure.
1: for you, right?
0: I'm I just, see two ninety nine a minute in this your future. Is, this is the first time, I guess, that the entire thought of, and I guess I'm not just saying for hire, but the first time that Zoom dating ever even entered the realm of consciousness for me.
1: Yeah, I think that would be tough. I, I you know, I'm I'm glad we're both
0: not single, right? We're both. I could not imagine Zoom dating. Right? You know, like when I first met my my wife. You know, I I can't imagine how different life is now than it was back then. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think I could do it now. Yeah. I don't think I could. And again, everybody grows up with their own whatever. But I I just could not imagine having that kind of life right now with all of the technology that we have.
1: Just this constant, I'm just going to be judged purely
0: on what my pictures look like. There was a girl that I used to bartend with and she was sweet. Mm -hmm. She was very good looking. She was a hard worker. And I remember, you know, you're you're counting your money at the end of the night. You're finally just relaxed. You're having your beer just to chill. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was on her phone, and I said, what are you doing? And she said, what? She's like, I'm on um, is Bumble, it Bumble? Or Match or something. Yeah. And then she said, well, I'm also – she had five apps yeah. open, and I thought, this is way too complicated. Sure. Yeah. And she said, well, yeah, but it's easy. I said, well, yeah. yeah it's, okay. I mean, all she has to do is, like
1: – Swipe whatever way, because then that guy's into her no matter what, because yeah. she's pretty, and the guys are dumb, and we're just we don't <laughs> we don't look at other level things besides you know prettiness on those sites, right? Yeah. yeah, and then she just has to go out for dinner and see if he's the right one. Oh boy, right? God, when that that's tiring. I did that life when I was single for a while. It's different, yeah, and it's frustrating. I did have a um, you know some very nice. I met some very nice people doing that, right? Mm. Some very nice people, but. It's a constant, constant, you are on the phone all day long yeah. trying to figure out what's going on, whether people are going to show up, whether you're, you know, and it's expensive. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I bet if you try is. to be a gentleman, you have to go out on seven dates a week <laughs> and then you have to pay for all of them. I'm just kidding. So Never uh, a week.
0: I, I don't think we'd be able to get away with not uh, mentioning the fact that we will be at the Great Minnesota Get Together a week from Thursday. My that's God, gonna it's going to be, gonna so be next day. week well, already. Week
1: we from Thursday. No one knows when this is, but that's the, true. The twenty fourth. No, twenty fifth. Twenty 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 fourth. Twenty fourth. Yeah, I think it's, I'm going to look as. Please hold. No, it's going to be the 26th. 26th, 26th. The 26th. Thursday, the 26th. When? What time are we going on? And is it going to be right after your big Garage yeah, Logic? Yeah, Garage
0: Logic will take the stage at about noon uh, every day, except for that when the Wednesday of the full week. And then, of course, Labor Day. We will not be out there.
1: Are you going to do a full two hours of GL?
0: Yeah, we, what we're going to do is we're going to pace it kind of based upon what guests we're going to be able to have that day. And that's going to be the nice thing about the way we'll be able to do it out there this year is – We don't have to adhere to a given clock, sure. Which is going to be so awesome. Take a little break. That was always the challenging part of doing that show out there when it was still on the radio station. Was we got to go, we got to go, we got to break, we got to You know, now we can just have a free flowing conversation for twenty minutes and not have to worry about a hard break at twenty after or whatever. So a little
1: behind the scenes, will you cut that podcast into two? Will it be part A and part B for that day, or will you do one whole? Long I think
0: we'll probably do it similar to the way that we're doing it now. Just one big long. Yeah, podcast. because yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I've, I've, I guess another behind the scenes look. I think people found it much more consumable mm-hmm. when it was just one. Sure. When it was just one file on okay. a given day, because we at first we did do two of them, but now it's just been. It's just been much more successful having it just as a one file. Once a day, this is all I need to go to. Boom, it's right there. You know, it's funny because you guys are – I I don't want to brag because
1: Suchere doesn't like to brag about this podcast and you don't like to brag about your jail podcast. But you're one of the top news information – is that the category? News commentary. News commentary podcast in the United States. And when I say in the top, like less than two handfuls of fingers, right? I mean that's (laughs) very, very, very impressive. And I still to this day meet people all over the place that I say, oh, you know, we, we sponsor Garage Logic, and they'll say, oh, I love that show and it's on the radio. And it's like, well, it's on, on podcast. And right. like, well, how would I get it? It's like, how do you not know? <laughs> how, I mean, millions of people are listening to that show, and people still in this market who actually even know Joe or know you. Still don't know right. that it's available on podcast.
0: I was walking through the campground um, with my sons. We mm-hmm. were walking to go use the pool, and I saw a guy with the GL sticker on the back cool. of his camper. Yep. And I saw him sitting there, and I said, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And I introduced myself. He said, oh, wow. He goes, man, it's, I'm really sorry I can't hear you guys anymore. Are said, you kidding me? I said, me? give me your phone. Yes. I said, look, right? He goes, wait, wow, really cool. And, so, and then, of course... Um, he came up and talked to me a little bit more, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine, but a prime example. Isn't that funny? And
1: that was a guy who was willingly putting a sticker. And he wasn't even
0: really that much older than me. So I I wouldn't think technology would have been out of his realm of possibility. I think when you leave the radio station... Right. Mm-hmm. Then how do
1: you tell people that you have a podcast? Yep. Right. That becomes a little more difficult and you do it on Facebook and you do it. But if people aren't on Facebook, like I'm not on Facebook, I don't I, I, I go on Facebook occasionally, but I don't do, do anything on Facebook. So how do you know? But I, it is really crazy how many people listen to your podcast and then other people have zero idea that it's there. But one thing that's kind of amazing is every single person who advertises on your show is having a little bit of a conundrum because their <laughs> business is. And this is, again, inside baseball, but it's like so busy. People are freaking out. <laughs> well, right? and I, it, they're opening
0: other sites. There. Jo- Johnny had a news story today, speaking of the fair, about how everyone. Is begging for help? Yeah, begging for help at the fair. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, you know, it's it's twelve days of especially you know Martha's cookies. I yep. mean, it's it's twelve yeah, days 200 of two hundred kids, constant yep. you know turnover and yeah. work. And you yeah. think about the corn stand, sure. or, or whatever, thousands it, of kids there, yeah. and there's so many people that it it it's it's a troubling sign. I think I, I, at least I take it that way that. Are there really that many kids that just don't want to have a job? Well, I don't know if it's that they don't want to have a job. It's I think there's a portion of people are
1: sitting on the sidelines maybe due to fear of COVID or Delta variant, which is I get it, right? Sure, sure. So, you know, and I could see if you were a senior and you didn't need to work, maybe you're not going to work. You're like, "Oh, I can I can just retire and just not do that." But other people are sitting and it's going to be tough. I mean, how many yeah. how many restaurants you go to that are closing at 7? You're like, "7?" People aren't even going out to eat at, at 7.
0: And so you're reminding me of something I wanted to bring up much, much longer ago, but I forgot to until this point. But when I was driving here, for those people that don't know, we're very, very close to the U of M campus. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesdays, I have a different drop-off situation with my kids, so I'm coming from not my place, I'm coming from a different spot. Sure. And I thought, oh, I'm going to drive through campus today, um, as I want to do on occasion, yeah. just because I like to you know, go through campus. and Look down frat row. And then I saw... <laughs> The dad with the U-Haul trailer, oh. dropping off his daughter. Oh. I'm sitting at the stoplight. I was at uh, where would where would the you know where, where raising canes is? What's that uh, intersection? It, yeah, is that 17th? Uh, no, I, I can't remember. Anyway, I'm is. in yeah. I'm in that area sure. on my way here to Hubbard. Okay, and I saw the hug. Yeah. And this poor... I, I almost, so Mike, sad. wanted to stop and say, I'm going to I'm gonna let's buy you beer. Go, yeah, let's, let's go a beer. Let's, let's yeah. go for a beer. Let's go. Dropping cause, off
1: your kid for the first time at university. You're
0: yeah. you're a couple years away. Yep. I'm about 10 years away from doing that. Mm. But I think it's different because I'm seeing a lot of posts now, whether it's on Twitter and Facebook, of people that I'm friends with that are doing this with their kids. Sure. And I'm thinking, man, I do not envy that. I do um, not envy that. I'm not looking forward to that. I, I even get sad just thinking about it in a couple I of years. I don't. You know why?
1: Because I'm going to drop my girls off and they're going to give me a big, beautiful hug and I'm going to start tearing up and they're going to turn to me and say, hey, do you have a little bit of money that I can have for this? The moment they ask that, I'm going to say, I'm I'm wiping my hands clean of them and say, hey, good luck. I hope you like ramen. That's what I did in college. You get to do it too. So hopefully they do something to dork it up. Otherwise, they're going to have to live at home with me for the whole time and go to St. Thomas.
0: So So the way that, so my brother and I are a year and a half apart Mm -hmm. and the way it worked out was, my first two years, um, I lived at home and just commuted. So I was, you know, I wanted to save some sure. money, and I, any, anyway. So he and I both moved out the same, same week. Okay, uh, just... I went to Mankato, he went to Saint Cloud. Okay, and I remember, my, you know, so they got kind of hit with a double yeah, whammy, he, boom, uh, two at one, two at once, basically, but my brother was back home within a week um so it it was short-lived okay well have i never
1: told you that story no could he did he just not like it or did he uh, well
0: let's just put it this way he wasn't Um, allowed to stay he knew my brother nick knew this was not going to be for him okay but he just wanted to at least say he tried it sure you know so so him and his buddies they moved they moved into saint cloud and basically just partied for three straight days and i'll never forget this i'm you know it's Friday afternoon, and I'm thinking, ah, should I go home for the weekend? Should I stay here? And I get the call from my bro, and he says, "Hey, um, on your way home, can you come pick me up?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, wait, well, man, I cater to Fairbouls he... this way, man, I cater to St. Claude's yeah, this that, way. Yeah, that's not. are not on, "On my way, buddy." On no. my way, he's like, "Yeah, I got kind of kicked out," oh, and I went, "That's oh. a quick week." And I plug. had a car; he did not. Okay, and so I said. All right, I'll come, I'll get, come you. get you. Anyway, so that was uh yeah, that was either the first week or the second week. I can't remember, but he had a very short run. That's my at um, St. Cloud State University.
1: That's my biggest life regret is I went to the University of Minnesota in my yeah. second year. I didn't live on campus ever. My second year I moved into to a fraternity. And I and I know so little about this that I'm gonna kind of butcher it, but it was called the Lodge. It's right next to the Dinky Dome. It's the first first uh frat house next to the Dinky Dome. Okay. And it has a it has a Greek name to it, but we just called it The Lodge. Sure. And it was cool. And the guys were all super nice, right? And so I was there for about two weeks. The only thing is, is I had, had my own apartment. And so I had, I was used to living by myself. And now I lived in a room with three other guys. And when I say the guys were nice, these guys were great guys, like truly, truly great guys. And I just kind of lost my mind. I just kind of lost. I couldn't live with... A room with three guys in it, like a standard size, like kids' bedroom, right? Yep, yep. And I was like, I don't know how people do this. And my God, why are you staying up so late? <laughs> you know, I just, I just I want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed. And oh, why are you wearing my shirt? Like, what, you know, we're not that. I, we may be brothers eventually, but I've only been here for two weeks. And that is my biggest regret that I didn't just say, buck up. These guys are good guys. It's, it would be a lot of fun because at the U, it's a very, very big school. You can get absolutely lost at the U without meeting. In fact, I have not one. College friend, I don't have one friend from college, right? Because okay. I, I went to college for nine years at the University of Minnesota.
0: You are Tommy Boy I mean, was, U of I M. I was Tommy
1: Boy Plus, <laughs> right? I mean, I went for a really long time, and I still don't have buddies from the U. But I—that is—in my life, that is my largest regret that I just didn't say, "Let's just do this. Let's just live here. Yeah. Who cares? I don't care." And I was dating this girl who didn't love the fact that I was living in a fraternity. And one of the guys, his name was Rusty, he said to me, "She, we will always be here in your life. The chances of her truly always being..." there for you for the rest of your life are really little. And I said, no, she's beautiful. I'm going to marry this girl. And sure enough, like a year later, we're no longer dating. <laughs> <laughs> still, still to this day that when I drive by the lodge right at the beginning of frat row, and it's yep. still one of the nicest houses. It just looks beautiful. I sometimes think when I drive past it in the summertime, I think they rent rooms out during the summertime. No. Should I just go no. move back there? No. Because then, and now, you know, I could like maybe fix it up for them. I own hardware stores, That's right? That's true. I could get some free paint for them. I could do a, I could become this like alumnist. Of that fraternity, I right? Know a former who would frat join you. brother.
0: I know who would join you. Who's that? Jo- Ken- Kenny Olson. Kenny Olson. Yes. Kenny Olson would one hundred percent be on board with you with moving into a frat house at the university. Wouldn't that be of a lot of fun? I would come visit. This was way back. I'm not when. moving in, but I'd come visit. It was
1: the concept was so cool. We had a full bar in the basement, like with a keg in the basement, mm-hmm. right? And I wasn't over a drinker. No one really seemed to be crazy drinking there. But it was just such, and and someone came and made your bed. I mean, it was a really nice building. It was a it was a really, really great setup. And still to this day no one makes my bed. So I'm I'm still those are regrets, Reavers. Don't regret things.
0: No, I and I I didn't enjoy I loved the dorm life mm-hmm. as in there's all sorts of people that sure. you can meet. That's where I met my wife. Oh, was it? Okay. She was on the floor below us. And but I didn't like I did not like sharing a room with somebody else yeah, uh, and it had nothing to do I mean I grew up with two brothers sure it's it's just I'm a very neat person mm-hmm. and so both I had two roommates my first year living in Mankato at uh, Gage Hall okay Both of them were great guys both of them were huge slobs yeah and I couldn't take couldn't it. take it that, no. that that part was driving me to so that no. was the only year I lived in a dorm and then the next year we lived uh, in an apartment on uh, near campus sure. you know across the street from campus and that was great cuz then i had my own room but it was a you know four room apartment very small but at least i had my own bedroom yeah
1: you could at least lock yourself off in that area
0: yeah so yeah. anyway yeah, yeah. Do, you so any God God, do you have any godspeed no not no. at all not really i mean cuz l- listen would i have changed a few things here and there sure but sure. that's just part of you know learning living and learning oh, yeah. you know i don't i don't really regret any part of that aspect but I, like i said driving here and then seeing seeing that hog and i thought oh mm-hmm. that he is having a bad day right you now. You don't
1: regret buying the horse, maybe? Is that
0: <laughs> Well because yeah,
1: now that I say it out loud, you maybe know why? You're like, you know what? Maybe I do regret buying the horse. You Here's... know what?
0: Here's why I don't. Okay. That horse has provided something to my family mm-hmm. that I just can't. Happiness. And that's yeah. and that's totally fine right. with me. If yeah. that if that scratches that itch yes. for, for my beloved and my boy, that, that's totally cool. Because you know what? That's her thing. She lets me go to every stupid Sports ballpark thing. across yeah. the state of Minnesota and she's never, ever once complained about it. That's impressive. Never. Never. Yeah. never, Not one time. And I've always said you do, do not feel obligated that you have to come with. If you want to come with, you're more than welcome. If you want to stay home, I totally get it. Does
1: she ever send you those messages? I was playing golf with a guy the other day and he said, texted his wife and said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about playing another nine, right? We played nine and, and the wife said, you know what? Everything's going so smoothly at home. They have a few little kids that go ahead and you just go ahead and play another nine. She said in a text message and he said to me, now, is this a trap or is this, should I just go ahead and say, thanks and be done? Or should I say, you know what? Maybe I should come home. And you go do something, and I think it was probably I don't know. What do you think? I mean, do you ever get those messages? Well, I don't not really,
0: knowing your buddy, yeah, I would think that this is just me. Mm-hmm. If I saw that, I'm going straight home. You're going straight home. Yep. He
1: did retire after nine, and said we were both playing crappy, so it didn't really matter. So he did retire, and he he kind of stated, "Huh, is this a trap?" And I said, "What you have to do is take people at their word." And when she says, everything's going great at home, you go ahead and play more. You just say, you send a K, just a K, or thanks, honey. And you just send that. And then when she loses her mind later on, you say, you
0: just told Here's me. why. I perceive... No, everything's going great at home. As complete sarcasm. Whereas, if she really intended for him to stay out, sure. she would have said, "Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead." Okay, something more simple than that. They well, need what a was the sarcasm outcome? font? What was the outcome?
1: I think he just went home and all was fine. Right? He didn't play okay. the extra night. So okay. none, none. So was he the made wiser. the right. Call. He made the right choice. Yeah. I think if they could just have a sarcasm font or at the end of a sentence that has sarcasm just put a, a lowercase s so or it like, should be written in italics Yes. Yeah, or something, something different you're like, oh <laughs> that was sarcasm because sarcasm does not come through very well in text messaging FYI. I gotcha. <laughs> I've i learned that the hard way.
0: Alright, so uh, once again, we will be at the Minnesota State Fair next week on Thursday the 26th and the following Friday or, excuse me, Thursday ahead of Labor Day weekend. So it would be great to see some familiar faces and everyone to stop out. And then you can buy me and Mike a beer. Oh my you,
1: god, that's such a great idea. If
0: you just so happen to be on the premises and maybe we'll invite some of our old friends uh, to come out and join a- us. Yeah, and we can scramble. The... Oh, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. So, thank you, Michael. Reivers, you are the best. Please do it us a favor and rate and review the show on itunes it helps others find the weekly scramble right here on the podcast platform known as garage logic for mike fratelloni my name is chris reivers we'll talk to you again next thursday until then cheers